Hotel guest is furious that I let a gay man hit on me while I'm at work and refuses to give us his business. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. Being a hostel in Miami, you deal with a lot of different kinds of people. Some are eccentric, some are reserved, some are unnecessarily racist, and some are just plain stupid. I've had a guest the past few nights who's obviously gay and sometimes tries to flirt with me. I personally have nothing against this. I actually find it flattering that he's attracted to me, though I'm not gay myself. He knows that I'm not gay, but I suppose he finds the need to flirt a little with me anyway. I'm a 6'1 straight male and happily engaged with the love of my life. I'm comfortable enough with myself and my own sexuality to not be bothered by this at all. But this other guest clearly struggles with that. The gay man comes by and flatters me by complimenting my beard and eyes and then heads into the guest area kitchen. This man with a Scottish accent comes to me with a complaint. What the heck was that, mate? What? That queer just got all feely on you, and you don't have a problem. I'm sorry, sir, but how is that your business? Because a man like yourself shouldn't have to be flirted with like a pixie bite. I'm sorry that that bothers you, sir, but that's none of your concern. Please enjoy the rest of your night. Oh, so you are a... Insert homophobic slur here. At that point, I just became more done than my steak. I just gave him the ultimatum. Sir, here at our hotel, we tolerate people of all backgrounds and sexualities. If you can't respect that, then you're welcome to find other accommodations for your stay here in Miami. The Scottish man proceeds to flip me the bird and walk away to the guest area. Moments later, the man who was being a flirt came out and said that the Scottish man came into the kitchen and started calling him and his friends homophobic slurs and went to his room. I went after the Scottish guy to kick his dumb butt out and he tells me, It's fine, you queer lover. I'm leaving anyway. This place doesn't deserve me money. I proceed to get his passport photo from our system, upload it to the group chat I have with other night auditors in the area, specifically for do not rents and dangerous people, and went about my night. My new gay friend bought me some pizza and wings, so that was cool. It was just a nice thank you for dealing with that jerk. It blows my mind how people who are so close-minded seem to think that everyone else thinks the same way they do. Just because it makes you uncomfortable doesn't mean it makes our poster uncomfortable. And yeah, quite frankly, you just need to mind your own business. People are allowed to live their lives however they want, same as you live yours. I just don't understand why you would have that kind of hate for a stranger. Their sexual orientation has nothing to do with you. Entitled parent that I'm babysitting for decides I don't need to know about the baby asleep upstairs. I used to do some babysitting and nannying work as a teenager for extra cash. Most of my regulars were lovely, but you do get the odd entitled parent. I was a very popular babysitter in the area and would happily work with very short notice, so regularly got calls from parents who had been given my number needing a babysitter within a few hours. This meant when I got a call from a parent of a classmate of one of my regulars' kids needing a babysitter that evening, it wasn't that surprising, and I happily accepted. The referral came from one of my favorite regulars, so I had no initial concerns. First red flag was they had a huge Rhodesian Ridgeback dog, which was rather protective of his house. But I'm good with dogs, and we got on pretty well after a small introduction. Unexpected, but fine. Side note, please warn people if a rather protective dog is wandering the property. It was about 5pm, so I go through the usual asking for rules. Does their 9-year-old son need dinner, bedtime, etc.? 
Essentially, the answer was, we'll be back around 2 a.m. There are zero rules. The kid will pick something from the cupboards and just let him have whatever he wants. No bedtime and no rules on what shows he could watch. The nine-year-old was going on about South Park, which is why I checked this rule repeatedly. But apparently, it was all good for him to binge watch that all night. It was a relatively uneventful evening. The kid was surprisingly well-behaved considering they had no boundaries. Until the parents get home. The parents get back around 2 a.m., nine hours after they left. Then the wife went upstairs and came back with a baby. I had not been informed that there was a baby upstairs the entire time I'd been there. They'd just shut it in its bedroom and not thought to tell me because it wouldn't need anything, so no big deal. What the heck? Even if they don't need anything... What baby sleeps through nine hours without a peep? I genuinely heard nothing all night and I was on high alert knowing the dog was around as I didn't 100% trust it. If there was an emergency, I wouldn't have known to get the baby out of the house. Turns out, they didn't want to tell me because they were concerned I'd charge extra for two kids. Note that I didn't. It was a flat rate up to three kids. I just took my money and left and told my mom who worked for the school their kids went to. There were other safeguarding issues it turns out, so this went on the reported list there. Not long after, they left the country with no warning. This isn't even the only time a parent has surprise dumped their baby on me. Apparently, I just look like I'd be cool with it. FYI, I'm not. It's a jerk move. This is incredibly irresponsible of the parents. You need to inform the babysitter that the baby is there, even if they've been put down for the night and you don't think they'll need anything. Like our original poster said, if anything had happened, they didn't know the baby was there and needed to be taken care of. What if there was a fire or something? You would have no one to blame but yourself, and it would be a pretty stupid reason for your child to die. I just can't believe how incredibly irresponsible and short-sighted this is. My gym refused to let me cancel my membership and told me to read my contract. So I did. And guess what? So, around July of last year, I'm coming up on the end of my contract for a big national gym chain that, let's just say, you can visit any time. So, I try and call and get directions to cancel, and get a voicemail box that's full. I call their 800 number and am told only the local office can cancel me. I call my bank and ask if I can block auto-debit, but because it's a check debit, they can only block a specific amount, and there is a fee. I scan my contract and it says I have to cancel in writing with 30 days notice regardless of my contract end date. I'm pretty furious at this point because the gym was closed completely due to COVID and I was wasting money. I hadn't been too concerned while my contract was going, but now I just wanted to end my association with them. I write the letter with my membership number, email and phone number and send the letter certified with my FOB. Two months later, I notice I'm still being charged, and they've billed me an additional $60 for my annual access fee. Now I'm livid. I find the customer service email and explain the situation with specific dates of calls, letters, and attempted visits to the office. I ask that my membership be cancelled and a refund for the past several months in the annual renewal. I receive a rather curt response saying that they will start my cancellation, but I will have one more monthly charge because there is a 30-day notice. I respond asking them to read my messages and see that is what I already did by mail. Apparently, the local manager has been letting mail pile up as they don't have someone at the office part-time, 
So no one has seen my letter. I say this to the email rep. They then ask me to read my contract and state that even if I can demonstrate the letter was sent, I would still be on the hook for the 30 days and the annual fee. She says, I need to read my contract if I have any questions. And I do. Turns out, near the end of this very long document is section 20.1, which states the following. Unexpected events. We are not responsible if members cannot use our club because of an event caused by a natural force, such as a fire or a flood, or a road or building closure or something similar beyond our reasonable control. If this continues for more than 30 days, then either you or we may cancel this agreement immediately by written notice. No fee will apply. So I respond with this new knowledge I have and point out the gym had been closed 90 days prior to my original letter and even greater than my email cancellation request. I also threaten the following if they don't refund me back to my original contract end date. I will pay people I know to picket their gym. I'll hand out flyers telling people about this provision of the contract so others in the middle of their contracts will be able to cancel without a fee. I'll publish an article in our local online newspaper about the trouble I've had offering advice to others. And I make it clear that I have all the documentation, including phone statements, to prove it's all true. Three days later, I was called by a regional director with an apology and a full refund of over $240 that had been inappropriately taken. And a little extra. For those wondering, I'm sharing this now because I understand many people in California where the lockdown was more strict have gone through this, and they deserve to know how not to be abused. And remember, if someone tells you to read your contract, do it, because that jerk is probably trying to rip you off. It really is kind of gross some of the things that went on during lockdowns. Like here, we have a corporation who's charging members for a service that they know they can't fulfill and are actually fighting the members trying to cancel. Meanwhile, a lot of people were having a hard time making money at this point and couldn't afford to be paying for a gym that they're not going to. This is really just another example of corporate greed. And at the same time, I kind of feel bad for their customer service reps because they have calls like this coming in all day of people just yelling at them. And it's not their fault. They can't do anything about it. All these decisions come from higher up and they spend all day getting yelled at. It's understandable if they get bitter and short with the people that they're talking to. It's just bad for everyone involved, except of course the 1%. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little 
or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Do you really think you can just steal my lunch every day with no consequence? While I was working on a construction site while waiting for an enlistment date, someone kept eating my lunch from the fridge. Tried to catch them, but to no avail. The following Monday, I get up, get out a tin of cat food, mayonnaise, and sweet corn, and mixed it all together for what somewhat looked like a tuna mayo sandwich. Placed it in the fridge and kept my lunch in an icebox in the van. Come lunch, and I come in with my lunch, check the fridge, and lo and behold, the cat food lunch has disappeared. So I announced to everyone that I didn't know who's been stealing my food, but I hope they enjoyed the cat food and mayo sandwich that they'd stolen. Some fat guy goes green and shoots to the toilet. Everyone else was laughing their butts off at him and saying it's been happening for months and nobody knew who it was. I sincerely hope he learned his lesson and that there's always someone more devious than you. I know how to be a jerk too. Yeah, this one is a classic reap what you sow. You're going to keep stealing people's lunch. Eventually, they're either going to find out or they're going to screw you over in some way like this. Just bring your own lunch, dude. A restaurant refuses to let me see the security camera footage after I had a significant amount of money go missing. I went to an annual dinner party with my work where we all receive our yearly bonuses in the form of cash. We had dinner, chatted, and then towards the end of the night, our boss passed around envelopes with our cash in it. I had set mine down on the table next to my purse. Just before leaving, I told my boyfriend I was going to use the restroom which was downstairs. When I came out of the restroom, he was waiting outside the door with my purse ready to leave. So we said our goodbyes and left. It wasn't until we were halfway home that I realized he had grabbed my purse but not my envelope. I asked if he had grabbed it and he said, shoot, I didn't. No big deal, I forgot to. So I called the restaurant and they did not pick up as they were closed. No problem, I would call the next day. I called in the morning and it went straight to voicemail. So I left a message. Hi, this is original poster from insert company name dinner party from last night. I think I left something there, so if you could give me a call back, that would be great. Several hours later, they called. I described the envelope size and color. It was red, very noticeable, and where I was sitting and where I had thought I had left it. Then, I asked if they had seen it. They replied with, nope, haven't seen it, and hung up on me. 
That phone call made me very uneasy. Why would they hang up on me? Not only is it rude, but it made me suspicious. So during my lunch break, I went down to the restaurant and told them the situation and how the phone call made me uncomfortable. I asked why they hung up on me and they denied it. I just brushed it off because it wasn't worth arguing over. So I asked if there was a way I could watch the surveillance footage just to see what happened to the envelope or if the waitress accidentally threw it away. I worked in a law firm for several years, so I understand that they're not obligated to show me. I just thought I would ask because this was not $5. It was a decent amount. They snickered and said, not for you to watch, and asked me to leave the restaurant because they aren't interested in being accused of something they didn't do. I left and immediately called my boss to tell him the situation. He called the restaurant and several hours later my envelope was found and I got my money back. When I went to pick up the envelope they said, our employees had to dumpster dive to get this back for you. Almost as if they were trying to guilt trip me. Maybe that's just in my head. But it seemed that way because I never asked them to go to those extreme measures. Just wanted to see the footage. So am I the jerk for requesting to see the security footage? I don't think you're the jerk at all for asking to see. Even if you know you don't have a legal entitlement to it, it's natural to be curious about what the heck happened to your money. And yeah, their behavior up till now has been extremely suspicious. A good manager, upon hearing this news, would diligently go back through the cameras and try and figure it out themselves. It definitely sounds like something sketchy was going on. Regardless, at least you got the money back and I'm sure you're not giving your business back to that restaurant again. My neighbors have been bad-mouthing me because I refused to sell them some of my property after they accidentally built on it. I bought my house and property in 2014. My neighbors have been living next door since 2012. Along with those neighbors, I also share a property line with another set of neighbors whose backyard meets with my backyard. We ended up having a disagreement with backyard neighbor over who was responsible for some trees close to the property line. So I had a property survey done because neither of us had one. So the survey was completed, backyard neighbor still hates me three years later, but that's not where my inquiry stems from. The survey revealed that the other neighbors with whom we share a side yard line planted landscaping and built a fence about six feet into my yard. I suspected this was the case when they did it, but I didn't want to confront them because I didn't have a survey to prove anything. After the survey, I did inform them that their fence and landscaping were on my side. They weren't happy and insisted that my survey was wrong, and that the multiple people who lived here before me always used an old hedgerow as the divider that was long gone when I came. I told them I don't know anything about that, but the results of my legal property survey are right here. They became confrontational and told me they were going to call their lawyer, and I hadn't even made any kind of request at that point. Fast forward about a month, they asked if they could buy the sliver of property that their fence was built on. Within this time, I found out that they had actually had their own property survey done a year after they moved in. This irritated me because they knew all along where the line was legally but they decided to build over it anyway based on what someone else had apparently told them about some hedgerow. So I said I didn't want to sell any of the property, partially because of that and partially because the fence they built is only about three feet from my shed, which is too close based on zoning laws where I live. I was also upset that instead of making this request from the start, they threatened me with calling their lawyer. They are middle-aged people, and I bought my house when I was 21. 
So to me, it feels like they thought they could take advantage of a younger couple and do whatever they wanted. They did move the landscaping, but the fence still stands where it has been. I had suggested drawing up an agreement that allows them to use the property for the fence, but if they ever move, I'd like that fence taken down to prevent problems with future owners. They didn't like that and told me in a fit that they just moved the fence back onto their own property. Now, they've been avoiding talking to me about it for three years, but I guess it's whatever. I'm not a confrontational person. It does bother me because I know they've been talking to other neighbors and people in town and telling them my husband and I are jerks for not just selling them the property and expecting them to move their fence, even though I've never actually said that. So, am I the jerk? I think our original poster has been more than reasonable at just about every turn on this one. I really don't understand why the neighbors are being so confrontational about it. Our poster's trying to work with you here. They've even offered to give you an agreement to leave the fence where it is, but just to take it down when you go to move. Is that really a big deal for you? Also, there was never any attempt to actually have a conversation about what you guys were going to do to solve it. You just immediately blew up and started bringing lawyers into the mix, then voluntarily started to move everything. Our original poster says they never asked for any of this to happen, so to turn around and start badmouthing them to the entire community is just not fair. Mind you, I'm not a property owner. I live in a big city and I've lived in apartments pretty much my whole life, so I don't know anything about property disputes. But I think we've all seen a lot of those videos on social media of people having these types of confrontations. And I know it can get pretty heated. People are very defensive of their space. But the difference here is that these neighbors knew that they were encroaching on someone else's property and are still choosing to handle the situation like this when that neighbor is being very understanding of the situation. I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. They're trying to work with you. You just want to be angry, so go be angry. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.